You sounded great. Yeah, right. What? You're telling me you weren't feeling it? You were in it. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lug It All podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal is a 2019 American drama film directed and co-written by Darius Martyr and starring Riz Ahmed, Olivia Cook, and Paul Rossi. Um, Lauren Ridoff and Mathal Almerich. It tells the story of the, 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 it tells the story of a drummer who begins to lose his hearing. Um, originally, it had its world premiere in the Platform Prize program at 2019 Toronto's International Film Festival on September 6, uh, 2019, and then it was theatrically released to the public uh, subsequently a year later in November 20th, 2020. And so... And it began uh, streaming on Prime Video uh, December 4th. So it does kind of have this kind of wonky release and in a little bit of a ways, um, just kind of talking about the distribution method of this. So they had an entire year. This was at um, the Toronto International Film Festival before um, it was released to the public. So I, there had been some uh, some speculative uh small hinges of like, oh yeah, I'd seen this movie. People had said, oh yeah, this is a pretty good one. This ended up going on top 10 of uh, movies of 2020 for me. I ended up categorizing this um, this more as a, a 2020 release than a 2019 because it wasn't publicly released until um, 2020. So that's why I'm kind of doing a little bit, talking about it a little bit uh, late. And so... Let me discuss a few things in the background. Darius Martyr, actually not too familiar with that uh, director. I don't, don't, I don't think he has like a Wikipedia page up or anything like that. So hard to find too much on him. Um, screenplay by Darius Martyr, and I assume that's his brother or father, maybe Abram Martyr. Don't have too much to, uh, information on them, unfortunately. Um, music. There wasn't much music to this uh, film. Now, let me talk about kind of the, the cinematography. Daniel Bequet, uh, uh, edited by Michael E.G. Nielsen, and it was uh, distributed by Amazon Studios. I think this is one of the better um, movies that have been distributed by Amazon Studios. That they Amazon has done a really interesting job at acquiring very niche and indie-style um uh, I'd say movies. A lot of it, I think they had like a, a deal with A24 at one point. I'm not sure if they still do, but this definitely feels like in that same kind of realm of like an A24, A24 style small indie film that kind of goes against the contemporary storytelling aspects. So why, um, why is Sound of Metal something to, uh, you know, look at with uh, a different perspective or even listen to in a different perspective? Um, so the sound of metal basically puts us in the shoes of Riz Ahmed. I was a little bit intimidating to uh, review this specific movie because I wanted to kind of go above and beyond about all the different things that uh, are and are fundamental to who we are when it comes down to 
the idea of losing um, a sense. So we, we have like the five senses, I think it is. Am I right with the five senses? Is that, is that correct? You know, you got, uh, you got smell, taste, sound, touch, and uh, hearing, I guess. Is that, is, is that the five? I think I got them all. Um, but when I was um, ill over uh, New Year's, I ended up having to go through, I think, losing taste and smell is probably one of the least um, fundamental aspects of the losing like a sense or something like that like losing taste or losing smell does not feel like you're inherently you know you're not dying or anything like that but it's a fundamental change in the way that you are uh you know interpreting life so this movie feels like it's kind of a, a reflection of saying you know we have these uh, you know very sensitive uh uh senses and you know, even losing something as small, I mean, it, losing hearing is obviously a big, big freaking deal. I can't even state how big of a deal it is. But the way I was relating to this movie of someone losing a sense is it feels like the world turns a little bit, turns black and white in a way. It's like you look at the world differently and you look, your, your shift of uh, perspective changes. So when I was thinking, when I was sick, I was like, you know, I was like, wow, there's just so many things that you think about that have taste and have a smell. You think about just waking up daily and it's, it's, uh, you know, when you go to the gym, the gym has a smell. When you wake up, when you're making coffee, things, all, all of that has a smell and a taste when you're getting ready to taste, you know, things have like a routine sense about them. And not only do, do things have a, a, a taste, do they have a touch? Think about like this, this cup right here. So, I mean, this styrofoam cup feels like uh, it has a specific feel. It has a specific sound. It has a specific taste, um, you know, a smell a little bit. It smells a little bit like lemon. And there's so many things about an object and about everyday life that have such an inherent part of the sense that you are experiencing. Now, the thing that I was trying to compare Sound of Metal to was a complete fundamental shift in how you uh, you are interpreting everyday life. The, the fact is this movie makes you look at uh, life in a way, in my perspective, it's an experience of what if you lost one of these senses. Now, when I when I lost the taste and the the smell for a week and a half, I couldn't taste or smell anything uh, strictly from. I don't care if I was making breakfast; everything tastes like garbage. It's just like the fundamental routine of what you do in your life is so hinged on based on the senses that you have and things that you like doing and you like experiencing. I don't care if you were are grooming yourself and you can't. Uh, you can't smell yourself to see if you smell all right, if you are um, or uh, um, tasting something to see if something tastes all right when you're cooking something for somebody and you can't taste anything. It's like, I don't know if it tastes good or not. It's like I'm just giving, giving you know, things that I guess would normally taste good and you just can't taste them anymore. So it's kind of the same thing in going into the sound of metal when 
I know losing, uh, temporarily losing taste and temporarily losing um, smell is more or less a luxury. And I understand that it's not going to fundamentally change um, too much of who you are as a person as would be losing almost any of your other senses. Now, I don't want that to happen again, but what I'm saying is um, this, like I said, this movie is really putting you in the perspective of, okay, so you, some there's a big chunk of people that have lost taste and have lost smell, but have, you know, there's a, a small percentage of people that have lived a, a decent amount of life, excuse me, a decent, a, a long life or, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. And they've had to go through the experience of losing a sense past losing taste or smell or something like that, losing hearing, losing sight, losing, you know, touch, the ability, the ability to feel. Um, my ex-girlfriend, um, actually her father had pneumonia a few years ago and the pneumonia took away his ability to walk. He ended up getting an infection with the pneumonia and took away his ability to walk. He had to relearn how to walk, but within that, they, he lost all feeling of his body from below his waist. And so I, that, that was really sticking out to me when watching this and kind of trying to explain and understand from someone else's perspective of losing something that, you know, is near and dear. And like I said, I don't care what you're doing. Everything has an experience of the way it sounds, the way it feels, the way it tastes, the way, the way it feels, uh, you know, the way, uh, the way something is per uh, percepted in your head is solely based on the senses that you have. And so it's almost like not being able to see the world in full color. Like I, I have a buddy that, you know, can't, um, can't see the world completely without, uh, you know, having someone to explain to him, oh, that's, that's a different color than this. And that, you know, he, he's colorblind to an extent where he can't see complete color, the color wheel. Um, and, you know, I sometimes makes me feel like I have to, you know, I, I got to be a little bit more empathetic and understanding to these people that have gone through these, uh, or that have, that don't have the ability to experience all of the senses. And the thing is, it's not always about like someone, you know, being born without one of the senses or, you know, it's not, it's not just about that. I know this is kind of a long winded way of saying, you know, um, you know, it, it would really be a struggle for many people to lose a sense. Now, losing sight and obviously would be very horrible. Um, same thing with losing um, just about, you know, losing touch, losing hearing, losing all of these very important aspects of, you know, living. And like I said, I don't care whether you're making breakfast. I don't care if you are grooming yourself, you're in the restroom, you're taking a sheet. I don't care if you're having uh, uh, lunch. I don't care if you're fishing. I don't care if you're having sex. If one of the senses that you are experiencing through each one of these experiences or events or, you know, times throughout your life or just day to day stuff, 
um, that experience is, is forever different. And so kind of wrapping this back up all the way back to Sound of Metal, this movie makes the viewer understand and the experience of losing one of the most important aspects of, you know, living. And that's, um, that's hearing. And not to say that, you know, people that are not um, able to hear, um, I know that I think, I, I think I actually heard that saying hearing impaired is actually derogatory towards people that are deaf. So I don't want to say, um, I don't want to put labels on all this stuff right now. You know, I really want to say that this is a really respectful uh, interpretation of uh, being introduced into the, the uh, I think it's the deaf community is probably what uh, it would be categorized as. Um, and if I'm getting any of this wrong, you just let me know and put it in the comments. I'm trying to give this all with the most utmost respect because I do feel like this is the experience of someone, um, you know, spiraling and having to deal with it. And not only that, Ruben, uh, the character, the main character played by Riz Ahmed and Olivia Cook, they're a couple. They've gone through some highs and lows and whatnot like that. So, but with saying that, they, uh, their sole reliances on their income is in like a heavy metal band. And so almost immediately when this movie is kicked off, you are introduced to the, so you understand that it's like an everyday thing and a toll and an expense for Riz Ahmed and Olivia Cook to perform basically to on a tour nightly together. And with, Riz Ahmed, having to hear is one of the most fundamental aspects of being in a band. Um, not to say that people that uh, not that can't hear aren't able to, um, you know, make music. Obviously, I think what was it Beethoven? I think wasn't he uh, wasn't he deaf or something like that? I I, I need to kind of go back on my history on the history of music and whatnot, but, um, you know, not to say that you can't make music that way, but is it's so much more difficult to live your life in a regular sense when you're losing your hearing, let alone uh, playing in a band. You know, this is almost like a doctor losing his, uh, his crushing his hands and having the, uh, and not being able to perform surgeries like, you know, he was able to do. This is, you know, the fundamental aspects of your body that are just conking out on you. And uh, you need this for your sole reliance of income. Now, like the doctor's probably going to be okay in that's, that scenario because they'll probably have insurance. But like um, Riz Ahmed and Olivia Cook are not backed by anybody big. They're, they're, compl they're living basically right outside their tour bus. So it's just like, it's just one of those things. So... Let's um, continue on into this a little bit more um, before we get into the plot. Um, I got to say that the casting is the, in this is amazing. Um, Paul, I think is uh, Rossi, uh, he is phenomenal in this. Um, he feels like an actual character that I, I want to meet in real life. I want to meet that real character in real life. Like he feels like he plays um, kind of like 
the big brother in a way that helps uh, helps in a way. So um, let me see if anything else like that. Yeah, so uh, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, what is it, like 8.2 or something on IMDb, I guess. I don't know. Um, it absolutely is uh, something to be noted by. And it's one of the... Let me see. I think it was approved by the American Sign Language um, Institute. I'm not. I don't remember exactly. Oh, this is. Um, yeah, it's named one of the best ten films. American AFI. So it did make some pretty notable praise there, and uh, the National Board Review with uh, Ahmed and uh, Rossi winning Best Actor and Supporting Actor respectively. Okay, so let's talk about the pros of this movie. Like I said, this is, an, a, this is a complete experience of a movie. I feel like almost everyone should be required to watch it or listen to this. Like I said, it puts you in the perspective of having an experience. Um, it feels like it, at some parts I just wanted to cry with him and break down. Other parts I felt like I was... I, I was trying to, uh, you know, understand him with, uh, understand what he's going through, through with him. And other times I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, there, there was a lot of, uh, it's a roller coaster of emotions. And I feel like this is a much more natural uh, way of approaching a movie. And it doesn't fall into the tropes of what normal movies would do, you know, f uh, running, running away, falling in love kind of thing. This really does feel like a grounded take on what would happen if somebody was losing their hearing and they were uh, financially up against the line. And so, um, anything else we need to discuss? Yeah, I, I, there's a couple, one, maybe a handful of times I would have said that uh, I would have changed a couple of the scenes, but honestly, it does feel, it just feels like we're along with him. And if we're not in his head, we're right beside him the entire time. And I, I really respect that. And like I said, the sound design is probably one of the best sound designs I've heard since I think Arrival had a really good sound design, but I think it's all the way back to Arrival. And this is some of the best sound design I can think of in a while. And I would refer to this when talking about good sound design to other people if they wanted to hear something. Um, they're like, well, what puts you in the experience? Um, this movie puts you in the experience. And a lot of it has to do with sound. Again, I did watch this with uh, Bluetooth headphones. At one point, there's a doctor that says, you know, if you listen to something too loud, then, um, you know, you might want to turn it down. As soon as he said that, I went and turned it down on my speaker. I was like, this is like a cautionary tale that is horrifying me right now. So let's talk about uh, the plot for the sound of, uh, sorry, sound of metal. This will be the spoiler section. Ruben is a drummer and one half of the metal duo Backgammon. Black, Black Gammon, sorry. Along with the singer, his girlfriend Lou. They live in an RV while driving across the country to perform gigs when Ruben begins to suddenly lose his hearing. Um, the, like I said, it introduces you almost immediately to this guy, uh, Ruben, and his, the fact that he's hard rocking out. And it's like hard rock and it, close to screamo at some points, if that's what they call it these days. I don't, I don't know. Um, 
when he's going to the pharmacy to get, seek the diagnosis and the pharmacist, you know, says go see the doctor and gets like a hearing test, it is the beginning of a horror film that I had no idea that we were about to watch. I was... This this was the part when I had my headphones in and I was like, this is a horrifying film to watch. Just the first... Uh, I think the first 10 minutes is just him and his girlfriend kind of doing, you know, day-to-day stuff. You hear everything that he's doing. You know, he's taking the shower. You hear it, the faucets. You hear, you know, making the the uh, blender blend your breakfast and then you just everything has like a nice sound design and you can feel it hear it that type of thing and when he's waking up that next morning it's the next morning that he begins to lose his hearing um it's just like instantly horrifying because it sounds like you know it's it's the sound that they use in war films when someone gets like flash banged or a grenade happens and they're like you know, you can't hear anything, or it's, it's like you want to, like, blow your nose to get, like, the, the sound back or something, the, the pressure back in your ears, and the thing is, this was just absolutely horrifying from top to bottom, just, like, him just trying to get his hearing back, he's just, like, sitting in, you see him sitting in the shower, and he's just kind of, like, sitting around, like, Riz Ahmed has one of these faces that they just want to keep the camera on him because he's, he's got these big old eyes that are super expressive of, uh, you know, explaining how he feels. And that Riz Ahmed's kind of like that, always got, he always feels like he's about to go off at, at one point. And he, he's having to put a powerhouse performance on for this. So when he goes to the pharmacy, seeks a diagnosis, the pharmacist refers him to a doctor who performs a hearing test and finds that Ruben can only make out 20 to 30% of the words he hears, and his hearing will deteriorate rapidly. Holy hell, this is one of the most um, uh, traumatizing aspects of the movie. It's just like, all right, this is what's going to happen to you. And after that, you, you know, you, you're, your hearing's not going to improve. And just ironically, hearing that is, is very traumatizing to hear. And he's like, what we got to do is, um, you know we got to save the hearing that you have. And he has very minimal hearing. And, it, you know, he's like, everything's like, it's like, as soon as I watched this, I felt like I had to listen to how much, like, how loud I was listening to, to things and then the, the environments I was in. I was like, I do not want to lose hearing like this rapidly like him. I mean, I'm sure... They they don't exactly explain that might be an autoimmune deficiency or something crazy that's going on with his his body, but it's not really explained why he's losing his hearing. Um, but more or less, he can only make out about he's lost about seventy percent of his hearing, and it's his hearing's going to deteriorate more rapidly. And so, um, what they say is, uh, cochlear uh, I think I think it's called cochlear implants may benefit him. Their high cost is not covered by insurance, which is crazy. Why is insurance not uh, cover that? But uh, anyway, so basically what they do with this cochlear implants, it's not really explained at the beginning, but they're going to scoop out the rest of your 20 or 30 percent of the things that you are the things that you can hear. And then they're going to put another it's like a device in your your ears that 
sends signals to your brain that is, I guess, mimicking sounds. And it's not exactly word for word the sounds that you're going to hear. So it's not like you get these implants and all of a sudden you can hear everything. That's not, it's not exactly explained like that, but they, they say they might help. But it, it completely is going to, re these implants, if he gets them, are going to remove the remaining bit of his hearing. And so I was just like, this is intense. And so, but l l once again, that's not exactly explained all up front. So he did, he does want the implants to eventually, but he just can't afford them. So their high cost is not uncovered by insurance. The doctor suggests Ruben eliminate all exposure to loud noises and later undergo further testing. Um, Ruben immediately, what this does is it smash cuts. Doctors like, don't be around loud noises probably ever again. What, like an hour or two later? Like he's bashing, smashing, and crashing the sound of metal, just heavy metal sounds. He continues to play what I would probably call his final, you know, his final stand, his last gig, the, the last real song he's going to hear or perform uh, with what hearing he has left. And uh, Lou, his girlfriend, just is watching him as he's playing this last little bit and he's uh, he's off key he's not on tap and everything's kind of off and all of a sudden um you know he just throws all his shit down and runs outside and he's like fuck this fuck this screaming and upset and it's it i was just like oh my gosh i was on an emotional roller coaster this is like the first 20 minutes of this movie i was like this is a lot to handle and so He's just like really upset and, you know, telling her, you know, I can't fucking hear. I can't fucking hear. You know, he's just like spazzing. And it just feels like from there, everything relatively feels pretty natural as it goes. I mean, um, Lou learns of Ruben's condition and wants to stop performing for his safety, but he wants to continue. Lou is also uh, concerned about his sobriety as he is a recovering drug addict. I don't know how in the heck at this point he didn't go for the the stuff. He has, this character has already beaten, uh, I think it was a heroin addiction. And he's had kind of a, you know, past that was not exactly the easiest to overcome. So he's already gone over this. Um, they call his narcotics uh, anonymous sponsor, Hector, um, who finds a rule shelter for deaf recovering addicts. Um, in the Vietnam War. Reuben leaves with Lou because they will not let her live there with him and wants only the implants. Lou, anxious for his well-being, leaves, persuades Reuben to return to the shelter. Give me two seconds. I got a call right here. Okay, so the uh, Reuben leaves with a uh, Reuben leaves with Lou, and they will not let her live there with him. Okay, so um, so yeah, they find this place. Hector finds a rural deaf recovering addicts uh, rural shelter for deaf recovering addicts, and that accepts Reuben, run by a man named Joe. Joe, oh my gosh, fantastic character, a recovering alcoholic who has lost his hearing in the Vietnam War. 
I couldn't even imagine how traumatizing that would have been to just all of a sudden have perfectly good hearing and then be in some sort of an explosion of some sort or just all of a sudden like that just lose your hearing. I don't know what would be worse, just losing your hearing immediately or losing your hearing in the way that Ruben's losing it just uh, like slowly over the course of like a week and a half. Um, but I I got to say this was a pretty traumatizing story that he, I think they, he ends up saying like I, I still remember the song that I was listening to right before I was uh, it, it 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 kills me to even think uh, uh, about the memories that they would be having at this point and I um, and I'm trying to say this with the utmost respect I'm not I know that there are people that have lost their hearing to other ways and so I don't want to uh, belittle their experiences either. Um, just, I, I just cannot even imagine. I can barely sympathize. I can, I definitely cannot empathize. It's losing the senses of, you know, taste and, um, you know, losing taste and, uh, smell. It feels so relatively minuscule and especially because it's only so, such a short time, you know, losing your hearing for your entire life after that is just like, oh my goodness. So Reuben leaves with Lou because they will not let her live there and he wants uh, and he wants only the implants. So there is this connection of wanting hearing back. It's almost like wanting this reality back. Um, they kind of use hearing in a way in the same way that they would be talking about the, the ability to hear you know, wanting the ability to hear almost as if he's a recovering addict wanting, you know, drugs back. And so there is this connection. It's not overly stated, but they definitely talk about it in ways that feels that it's implicated. Um, so Ruben leaves with Lou, not he only wants the implants. Anxious for his well-being, Lou leaves and persuades Ruben to return to the shelter. And so Ruben begins to meet the other members of the shelter as he attends the meetings and settles into his new life. He is introduced to Diane, a teacher and, a ch uh, and the children in her class, and begins to uh, learn American Sign Language. Um, the one thing that I really respect this movie for is not giving us... We're met... Sorry, we're introduced to tons of people who have... Um, who are deaf and are... Um, having full conversations with sign language and we are as the as the viewer we cannot read from even the captions what they are talking about until Ruben actually begins to learn and so i respect the way that they are putting us in Riz Ahmed's uh, Ruben's shoes so that um you know he doesn't understand he, the he doesn't understand what the kids are saying and the kids uh are I, the kids understand him because they can read lips, um, but still, um, same thing with the people that he's living with. He can't really understand it, and he feels this over sense. It's not an over. Uh, there's this sense of isolation that you seem to receive when you lose one of your senses, and it's not just like losing your, um, you know, the small things like the the taste and the uh, taste and the smell. You're going to feel a small sense of isolation with that in a way. But to the extent of losing your entire... You're not going to lose your ability to talk to people, to communicate and to understand with people. When you can't hear, it's you are losing your ability to communicate with people and communicate with a lot of people at once. It's not just living your everyday life. Um, but it's it's 
it shows for him specifically, I'm not saying this is for everybody, that Ruben has lost his temporary ability to communicate with his girlfriend. He can't hear his friend on the phone. He can't hear shit. He, it, it's, it is very stressful for much of this movie, it, no matter what part of the transition he's in. This is a big transition. It starts with him being able to hear completely, and he's still kind of an outcast. Just um, not, not sorry, not an outcast, but he's already overcome addiction, so he is kind of uh, not isolated. But he kind of puts himself. I w I would put himself in a different league than everyone else a little bit. Just overcoming addiction is not an easy thing. But then on top of that, losing your hearing, now he's unable to communicate with many people and he can't communicate with people that can hear and he can, can't communicate with people that can't hear. He's right in between of uh, the, the, the border. And so you keep on bridging that and then he can communicate with people again with uh, once he starts learning the, the sign language. And that's actually when we as the uh, audience can see the subtitles and so uh, yeah and this was a movie I turned off the captions for so that I didn't exactly know what I was hearing I wanted to be put in the shoes of uh, Ruben this entire time and I think it's a movie that probably benefits from not having the captions on and maybe headphones turned to a moderate degree you don't want to get too crazy up because you know you're like turn that shit up and then it's like one one dial that's all I need <laughs> so um yeah Joe, um, so yeah, Diane, and I I love the actress who plays Diane, Lauren Rid Ridloff, I think she's actually going to be in the MCU from my, what I heard, and she was, and she was known for her role as Connie in uh, Walking Dead, I, and let me see, she was on Broadway, uh, Broadway play, Children, Children of a Lesser God, hmm, yeah, she's a very glowing actress, and I enjoyed seeing her on screen. And this was also one of the times where I thought Ruben and Diane were going to kind of have a thing. And I thought they were going to have some sort of uh, relationship connection. And I'm actually glad they didn't. They The way that they introduce and kind of roll over different characters. Not roll over, but they introduce and just casually uh, set them set them to the side. Was um, was nice. I, I don't think that they overindulge in the characters they have. And they, they have a really strong um, supporting cast. And so... Let me see. Joe tasks Ruben with writing endlessly and sitting peacefully in an effort to make him comfortable with the silence. Um, and confines to him that he himself will do the same simultaneously. Ruben joins Diane's class and starts to connect with the children and the rest of the community. He gives the children and Diane basic drum lesson, drumming lessons. And... This little montage of Ruben becoming intertwined with the community was so heartfelt. It felt like we were brought to one of our lowest points at somewhat kind of the beginning of the movie and this just kept there for so long. We're just at the very bottom of the movie of feeling okay. And so when we're brought back up into the feeling of a little bit more positive, it is so enlightening to the point where I think I was in tears when Ruben was... Um, on the, um, when he was on the slide with one of the kids and he was tapping on the metal slide so that the kid could, um, could put his ear down and hear the little beats, the, the beats that he was making. 
and uh, you know even even talking about it now is making me kind of uh, uh, you know watery eyed and whatnot. It's just like oh my gosh, you know it it, it was a perfect blend of you know a, these kids are having to feel the music now, and Ruben hasn't been able to use any of his hello uh, how's it going uh, Ali. Aliosos Rex, thank you for following. I appreciate it. We are discussing. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, we are discussing the sound of metal and just one of the most intense scenes that they play. Um, we are d- talking about spoilers, by the way, in case you're um, just now joining in. But anyways, um, once this deaf drummer. Um, is able to connect with the community and understand that he can still play music for the children in the school or in the community um, and they can they can feel it it's just like is it's opened a door to show that you know his his cause is not for loss just because he's played the band and played uh, in a band for this many years and starts to lose his hearing does not mean that his skill has gone away you know he's still able to provide and give back and i think that was what the the most important thing was for this um you know for this uh movie and it it makes us feel amazing when we are experiencing this with him so um so so far ruben stay has been sponsored by a church um joe offers him a more permanent way of staying on and tells him to think about it Ruben periodically uses the computer to see what Lou is up to, discovering her to be experimenting with her own music in Paris. He gets uh, his friend Jen to sell his drums and other equipment and then sells his RV and uses the money for the cochlear uh, implant surgery. Um, Ruben asks Joe to loan him the money back to buy his RV while he waits activation of the implant. Before I kind of get all into this, um, I don't know if it was 100% explained to Ruben that if he was going to get his um, implants implanted back in his, um, you know, in his head, then he was going to have to leave the community. And so kind of on the side, not really telling anybody, he was not telling Joe, you know, what was going on, but he was selling all of this stuff so that he could pay for the surgery for the for the implant and so when he asked joe for the money back uh to wait activation of the implant there is a time when he got his surgery done that he has to um wait before activation um joe refuses as the community is founded on the belief that deafness is not a handicap and so this is something i really haven't um focused too much on when thinking about handicaps and losses of senses and stuff like that and you know not being able to uh, to do some of main main things um that it's not a handicap and that if it's you know him trying to fix it is against what would happen in any of these cases you know like reuben asked asked joe about this and he says um uh you know can i have the money and not only does Joe say, you can't have the money back to buy your RV, you're getting kicked out of the community. And it is rough to watch this happen. 
and I'm not, ex it's, it's the most tough love you get throughout this entire, um, this en entire movie, I think, even though there's a lot of tough love given to Ruben this entire, you know, this movie from his girlfriend to Joe to some of his friends to, to you know, everyone. Um, but yeah, so it is very intense. Once activated, the implants allow Ruben to hear, but cause irritating feedback that disrupts his attempts to regain his old way of life. So, like I said earlier, I don't think it's immediately explained that um, that once you got these implants, that you were going to remove the rest of your hearing, and that from removing the rest of your hearing, it's going to have a completely different sound when you have these cochlear implants in. And so, once he gets these implants in, he realizes that it's he's, his way of life is never going to go back to the same as it was. And it's not exactly worse. I don't want to put put it against the people that already do have these implants. I'm sure that they have... Um, I, I'm hoping that they have mastered the implants in a way that they can uh, fix what they're hearing. Because it really did sound like once he got the implants in... It sounds like when people are talking to him that they're talking to him through like a, a really old radio and there's like a lot of static and stuff like that. And your ability to hear different things, hear different layers. So think about when you're smelling something and you're like, all right, I'm in the kitchen and the breakfast is cooking. You can smell the eggs. You can smell the bacon. You can smell the coffee. There's different layers. Now, when you're hearing things, Think about like hearing all of the things, you know, you can hear the bacon sizzling, you can hear the coffee roasting, you can hear the eggs uh, scrambling, you know, everything has a different layer that your, your, your head or your brain or whatever is doing the work is um, dividing the layers up. When you get the implants, the layers are all put together. So excuse me, it makes the brain a lot more difficult for you to hear, you know, the different aspects of life, you know, when, you, when you're trying to hear, when 10 people are talking, it starts to hear it sound like a smorgasbord, just a muddle of things happening. So you don't really think about that when you're doing day-to-day -day things, you know, uh, when you're, like I said, everything... Everything has a touch, everything has a smell, everything has a taste, everything everything has everything has a sense. And so trying to regain his old way of life was very difficult. Reuben flies to meet Lou at her wealthy father's uh, at her wealthy father Richard's house in Belgium. Where he settled into his new lifestyle, Richard welcomes him and allows him to stay there. At a gathering, Lou and his father perform a duet. Though Reuben's implants prevent him from enjoying it. So you start to learn very quickly that these implants were maybe not the best idea. And I don't know if they were 100% explained to him. I will be honest. Um, so it's kind of like the monkey paw. He's like, I really want my hearing back. But with getting it back, you're going to be able... It's, the hearing you're going to get back is not anywhere what you used to hear. And so double-edged sword... Um, and he has to wear the implants that I think he's kind of embarrassed by a little bit. But, I mean, when I see this now, I'm going to understand what these are for. And uh, let me see anything else. 
I did like the way that Richard and um, Richard welcomes him. He's he's not a dick of uh, a father. He's he seems to be uh, helpful towards uh, Lou and Reuben. Um, it this is another part where it feels very uh, isolating being Reuben once he has gone from the deaf community to being back to the quote unquote. Um, hearing community, I guess. I'm not. I'm not sure. What is the the non non deaf community? I guess the people able to hear. I I don't know what what the uh, terms are for, but um, terms are. Um, but once he's put into like a big gathering of people and trying to hear large amounts of people, he's he's having to kind of, um, you know, adjust to it in a way. And so this is another way where he has to adjust into being another part of life. Reuben and Lou discuss the possibility of playing music and touring again. Reuben notices that Lou makes notices this makes Lou anxious and tells her all is well and that she saved his life. She tells him that he saved hers too. Noted that she had I think she had some sort of scarring on her arm that you see in one shot at the very beginning, which again the cinematography is very very good with this. Uh, just kind of isolating and showing different aspects of uh, of life, they don't say anything about her uh, having um, self harm problems or or self harming herself, um, but it's shown in like one or two scenes, and so that's where we get the kind of saved her too. Um, the next morning, Ruben wakes up, takes his thing, and leaves while Lou is still sleeping. Bothered yet again by the sound of feedback, he sits down outside and removes his implants processors implants processors enjoying the silence so he finally learns to enjoy the silence like joe was trying to get him to understand during this, the time at his place um but it's just one of the ah uh, the most interesting and heartbreaking and surreal experiences you'll watch in a movie and I just uh, I'm glad we covered it I'm glad everyone was here to um, check it out and listen and um, obviously uh, ironically listen um, but it's this movie also excuse me um, this movie also made me realize how important like closed captioning is and stuff like that and being the being able to be accommodating to people that have lost um, their hearing or lost any sense just sounds like something that we should all be much more aware of and uh, accommodating to. Like I, I, I'm starting to understand a little bit more about handicap rules with uh, the possibility, you know, owning property and land and just understanding why these are important things. And this is a movie that explains it firsthand, you know, why, you know, hearing is important and how all these aspects are important to not only the pleasure in life, the pleasures in life, being able to hear is obviously a major pleasure. It's, it's amazing to hear podcasts. It's amazing to hear people laugh, talk, and, you know, experience life, but like music and, and uh, like I said, everything has a movies, games, everything has a sound. And so if we could accommodate to those people that aren't able to um, experience these things, it's like it would make um, their lives just a little bit better as well. Um, so, you know, having, having uh, movies like this, I think kind of open up the door to that possibility.
Thank you for listening, watching Lucky Doll Podcast. Right now we are streaming live on Twitch, Lucky Doll Podcast. Um, check out all of the ways you can support the Lucky Doll Podcast. Patreon is the best way. Um, you can get all of these podcasts early and or live. Um, Patreon, um, you can get it mastered SoundCloud. You can get it on um, all the different uh, podcast apps, your favorite ones. Um, let me think anything else that we need to uh, plug. We got the Discord, Facebook, Instagram, all the good stuff. But yeah, um, thank you for listening, watching Lucky Doll Podcast. Um, whatever you're doing to support the podcast, I appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back. Thanks, Take it easy. All the fear is gone. That place will never appear.